Hello, everyone, and welcome to another informative episode of the Florida Business Forum podcast. Let's open the Florida Business Forum floodgates and let the information begin to flow. Here's your Florida Business Forum information guru and anchorman, Sam Yates. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another informative episode of the Florida Business Forum. I'm your host, Sam Yates, and for those who know me, you know that at heart, I'm a news guy, a newsman. I have a heritage of reporting news, and today is one of those days that I'm reporting news. It's a newsy day. Joining me in a studio in an undisclosed location, in an undisclosed city, perhaps in Florida, but not definitely so. I'm joined by immigration attorney Karen Mentor and an Afghan family representative that she has helped to find a pathway to freedom here in the United States. And as our audience may know, uh, we are at the two-year mark here in uh, August 2023 since the United States did a withdrawal of our armed forces and our direct influence withdrawal from Afghanistan. And in most areas of Afghanistan, there was chaos to a variety of levels. Uh, Individuals and families were left in danger, and many of them had hardships, uh, especially from the Taliban. And that includes, and I say includes, because that is the reason this particular family is not being identified. I don't want to identify them. I simply want to tell a little bit of their story. Ms. Minter is licensed such that she can represent immigration clients more or less on a a universal basis, and she has been doing that for quite some time. So, uh, Karen, how did you come to help this family? Thank you, Sam. I received this referral from an NGO that will remain unnamed. Uh, This was a family of six Afghani refugees who entered the U.S. by way of Dubai at a processing Uh, midway point. Uh, The family was lucky enough to make the airlift evacuating Kabul in August of 2021. Uh, The social and political situation in Afghanistan is absolutely appalling. Under Taliban rule, the country has reverted to an absolutely medieval way of life. The Taliban enforces strict Sharia law, Uh, which, as many are aware, is informed by extreme conservatism and particularly the oppression of women. So despite the representations made by the Taliban in August of 2021 that they would respect women's rights uh, and still allow them to go to school, uh, nearly all of those liberties enjoyed by women and girls during the U.S. presence in Afghanistan have been rolled back. Uh, women and girls are no longer permitted to attend school, to work, or even to go out of their houses unaccompanied by a male family member. Strict dress codes for women require them to remain covered in public. Um, most recently, The Taliban has been enforcing even tighter access to education for women and a ban on women working for NGOs where they had been previously allowed to work. Girls in Afghanistan are now prohibited from attending school past elementary school. And in December of 2022, 
the Ministry of Higher Education issued an order to public and private universities in Afghanistan, suspending all education of females until further notice. Women are banned from parks, gyms, bathhouses, and must be chaperoned at all times and are subject to public punishments for violations. Punishment can include public flogging and even executions, according to Human Rights Watch report. Uh, They have even sought out and closed private tutoring centers for women only. So this is obviously extremely oppressive. In addition, uh, any Afghan citizen who is known, and really you have to kind of understand the society in Afghanistan. It's a close society. A lot of people know each other. Everybody knows each other's business. Um, So if there is someone who has assisted or is perceived to have assisted uh, any Western NGOs, that's non-governmental organization, are at great risk under the newly established Taliban rule. Um, we're safeguarding their protection because of uh, they have received immigration relief. Doesn't mean that they're still not vulnerable. It's not unheard of uh, for actors to cross borders. And it uh, it it sounds like a, a horrible situation. And again, I am not going to identify who you are uh, because I value your integrity and that of your family. But uh, I'm turning now to the head of the family uh, who has made it here to the United States. That immigration attorney mentor has helped. And again, uh, I'm not going to address you by name, but what was your life like in Afghanistan before and after uh, the U.S. withdrawal from Afghanistan? Thank you. Uh, I'm from Afghanistan. I worked as a pharmacist in a, a hospital, uh, this district hospital. Um, and also uh, I had on that time uh, freedom. Uh, and also um, our kids could um, uh, go to uh, school and also if every people could work and we were happy on that time uh, but uh, the first time not the second time the first time the Taliban came in Afghanistan uh, they arrested me and uh, put in prison in jail for one week it was very bad for me they they beat me a lot uh, after uh, one week I think then they realized me I go to home and I was in bed for one month I could not walk um, like that it's uh, uh, the first uh, the Taliban came in this my life. You were severely beaten so much that you couldn't get up and do anything for a month. Yeah, they they beat me a lot. Yeah. When they arrested you, why did they arrest you? Oh, um, Taliban or terrorist groups, many groups 
terrorist group? Uh, yeah, terrorist mm-hmm. group. Uh, they don't uh, believe in human rights. They destroyed uh, property of government. They killed education person like that. But I was against them. Um, I believed in human rights. I don't want to, to 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 destroy proper of the uh, government, and I don't want to be close the school, the university. Um, I, I want uh, to live in peace and to have freedom like that. Uh, so they don't want this opinion because I I. I I was on that time against their opinion. And I understand because you have a daughter that you were very much for women's rights, that women have a right or should have a right, and that caused a lot of the, the problems with the Taliban? Uh, yes. Mm, they uh, Also right now, they, the school is closed, the university is closed, and the um, they want all the women or girls to be stay at home, right? It's like a jail, prison, like that. Um, but the education is it's a stop. But the, my family, all the girls, all the people of Afghanistan don't want to be closed in a school. They want to, to, to go to a school, to university. Uh, like that. Your, your daughters were, were going to school, weren't they? They were going to school until the schools were shut down. Is that right? Uh, when the Taliban came, my Talib, my kids uh, could not go to to the school. The school was closed. Yeah. But, they but they did go before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, we did before. Mm-hmm. With the the situation as it developed, uh, how did you get out of Afghanistan? And uh, if there's parts that you can't tell. I, I respect that, but how did you make it out of the country into Dubai? Um, when the uh, Taliban came, the situation became very bad, and I worked uh, in a hospital in, uh, in my city. Um, I worked with American um, people. They were Christian. And they helped uh, us to go to come out of Afghanistan. So um, they request uh, us um, to go to leave, or you want to leave Afghanistan to go to come to America? We said yes. Uh, they they helped us to leave Afghanistan. The name of this organization. We are are not going to mention the name of the organization, but uh, I can tell our audience that if we were to say the name, it is a widely recognized Christian organization yeah. that does good all over the world. And, uh, and in a later episode, we're going to talk to some of the people who helped uh, in that effort, but... Uh, for today and for what we're doing today, I, I think it would probably not be a good idea to, to identify them. Uh, I'm curious. Uh, when 
this Christian organization asked, would you like to get out of Afghanistan? And they said, would you like to go to America? Uh, you discussed that with your wife and your family? Yes, I discussed with my kids, my family. All they, on that time, they were agree with me to come out because the life, uh, my life was in danger because I work with American and also I worked with it in a bank. The bank this gave money to the other person when yeah. they come give back the money with interest. So there's a ban in Sharia law against interest. Yeah, the, the, the Taliban was against this this interest. I worked in this bank, and also my life was in danger. Yes, I discussed with my family. Um, yes. Were they happy? Uh, yes, they are happy. I am happy also. Now I have freedom. They, my kids, I'm working. My uh, kids also going to uh, school. One, my son, is going to college. And after uh, school, they're working a little. Yeah, we are happy. Very happy. And, you know, I have to say that uh, having been in radio for many, many years, sometimes I have to pause for a moment and let people know what I see that they can only hear. As you were just describing that, you had a big smile on your face. And it was not just that you were describing that you're happy. I saw it. I saw the happiness in your face. And, uh, and, and that's important. Here is uh, peace. Um, life and, and also we have food we have uh, some American um, friends there's a group of maybe 10 person or 8 person they help uh, uh, my family a lot I, I appreciate it uh, like that yes they are happy I'm going to ask Ms. Mentor in a moment about the asylum hearing that involved your daughter. But before I do that, uh, were there things that uh, were not expected? Did you, when you came to America, uh, were you surprised at certain things? Were you surprised at uh, uh, foods and things? What was your reaction coming to America to now uh, have asylum? But what what was your your thoughts, and was there anything surprising? That we get our uh, as asylum, I appreciate it, Mr. Ms. Karen also. Um, but it's uh, we are very very happy. Yes, excited. This thing is it's very happy. It's the short time we get this our asylum. Uh, I'm um, uh, eligible to 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 stay here and to work. And you know, I want to be good for this uh, uh, country, America. It's uh, my second uh, country. You know, all, and also, I'm learning English before I could not speak. Now uh, I can a little speak English. And, and that's, that's the cause. That's very, very good for me, for my, 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 my family, yes. And I think you're speaking English very well. Uh, so I, I want to let you know that. Also, I want 
to improve my my language and also I for this a week I go to um, um, with my 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 son uh, I, I learn English there. Very good. Karen, I want to ask you about uh, something we talked about. You and I talked about the asylum hearing for uh, your daughter. Karen, you uh, can relate that story of what happened during the asylum. So we had a situation where, um, <clears throat> pardon me, <clears throat> one of the family's uh, four children was over the age of 21 when they got to me, and that meant that she was ineligible to ride on dad's asylum application, and we had to file a separate application for her in her own right. Um, her application was actually granted first. We went down to Miami for—we uh, were there all day, I think. Yeah, it was, it was February 1st. 2023. And um, my advice to anyone who ever has to go down to the Miami asylum office is to bring blankets and sweaters because they keep the temperature about 60 degrees. <laughs> In any event, um, we were able to have quite a long interview with the asylum officer with the daughter. Um, <clears throat> the family, as I noted, fled almost immediately after the Taliban took over in August of 2021. Um, I will never forget the look on the asylum officer's face as this young woman was describing through an interpreter the fear that young girls and women live in under the shadow of Taliban rule. Um, my client informed the asylum officer that Taliban members routinely go house to house in search of young women and girls whom they literally take and force into marriage. Yeah. This yeah. is the daughter. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes as young as 12 or 13. Um, my client spoke passionately about this horror and the asylum officer's tear, eyes welled up with tears. I mean, it was so moving. It, it really is incredible that in this day and age, such social conditions can exist anywhere. Um, and she was speaking in her native in, language. Yes, her native language, Dari. Sorry, in Dari. Yes. So she was very much able to get right to the heart of what was happening and why, why she was afraid and, and feared for her life. Yeah, and even though I don't speak or understand Dari, um, she was so passionate. Uh, you, you really could tell it was coming from from a deep sense of, of fear. And um, anyway, uh, at one of the criteria for uh, a grant of asylum is uh, persecution or fear, reasonable fear of persecution based on membership in a particular social group, um, gender, so political opinion religious, etc. And, um, you know, unfortunately, it's a rather broad social group that the young woman falls into, which are women in Afghanistan. But I, I want to interrupt. And the reason I want to interrupt is because I can hear the passion in your voice about working with the family and working to represent the daughter who was under a lot of threat, under a lot of uh, duress, and you're 
doing all of this, you've done this pro bono, free. Why? Well, you know, a lot of it's giving back, right? Um, I, I look for good opportunities to be able to do that. Um, it, it's uh, encouraged for attorneys to, to give back. Um, in this particular case, I've done a number of asylum cases in the past, and it was something that I really felt I could offer something to the situation. And um, so we we did have two applications to file. Um, we were very, very pleased that the correct result was <laughs> reached by the asylum office and uh, very pleased with the result. Sir, I want to turn back to you. Uh, it, uh, it sounds like your daughter went through a lot to get her asylum. Uh, what can you tell us about your daughter? First, I have heard that she is a beautiful, spirited young lady. What could you tell us about your daughter? She is uh, <laughs> my daughter. She is a good girl. Always OB when I'm saying something. And uh, she is very active. Always want uh, to, to do her work good and well. And also she also want to learn English. Um, she always struggle to know everything that you know, sometimes um, when she has time come to me ask about the English of the life of like everything about um, how to live here um, like that she is very very good what and, and this is not a political show and I'm, I'm not wanting to get into any politics at all but what would you say to your countrymen who are still in Afghanistan with families? Any advice that you could give them of what they should be thinking and doing to get to the United States if that is what they would like to do? What, what would you advise your fellow countrymen? To my daughter in Afghanistan? To, to, uh, to not to my family, other people? Yeah. To other people, no, I, I, I did not talk about this because it's impossible to come here. And also, I have three daughters there, still living there. Um, also, I talked about this sometime, about them, not other people. Okay. okay. Yeah. The, the three daughters who are there, do they want to come here as well? Yes, they want it um, to come here. But I, I don't know. It's maybe it takes time. Well, we'll be able to address that okay. down the line a little bit. All right. I want to say to you that uh, I look forward to the day that I can uh, address you by your name uh, in public. I've talked to you, uh, and I have shaken your hand, not on the program, uh, because I don't want to identify you. But I'm looking forward to that day that I can say, ladies and gentlemen, this is Mr. and say who you are, because I want you to be that much part of our community. And I, I want to thank you for coming here today and, and sharing your story with us. Thank you. Thank you okay. for, for coming okay, here. Okay, thank you. Karen, uh, we know that people may want to help. 
how may someone reach out and get in touch with you? Sure. Uh, anybody can call me at my office number, which is 772-545-7590. Uh, you can email me at karen at kpmentorlawfirm.com or just visit my website and fill out a contact sheet, www.kpmentorlawfirm.com. Mm-hmm. So um, I just would like yes. to add real quickly, um, they've all received uh, asylum approvals, which means that in a year's time, it's less than a year now, but uh, a year after the asylum grant, we can adjust their status and actually apply for them to get green cards. And then five years after that, uh, if everything goes well, they're eligible to naturalize. And at that point, we can talk about bringing family members over. So there is a pathway oh, for absolutely. all of this to happen. These now. guys were really lucky. Yeah. Thank you. That's my pleasure. Wow. That, that sort of gives you a tear in the eye. Um, I want to say to uh, our audience, uh, we really enjoy doing this show, the Florida Business Forum podcast. I enjoy doing it. And uh, when I could do a story like this that has uh, something that is – real and a happy ending it makes me feel good so i want to thank all of you for being here and taking part in this today and for our audience make sure that you tune in wherever you get your podcast to the florida business forum podcast i'm sam yates have a great day everybody the florida business forum is dedicated to showcasing florida businesses and ceos of all sorts to promote their business or not-for-profit in the only business forum of its type in florida thanks for tuning in and remember the florida business forum is now accepting guest applications have a great day everyone and stay tuned for more business